Welcome back to Law Lab Live. I'm your host, Sam Lab, and this week we are joined by a very special guest, uh, Lady Lucy. Lucida? Lucid? <laughs> Lucida. Uh, and uh, we're really excited to have you on the show this week. And of course, I'm joined by my co-hosts, uh, Taylor and Grace. Uh, please go ahead and everybody introduce yourselves one by one, starting with la uh, with Lady. Oh, sorry. Hi. What else am I supposed to say? Um, I, I mean, I, I can introduce you. Uh, Lady, Lady Lucida uh, is is joining us from the uh, Spinfoil Theory podcast. Uh, she's my co-host over there. Um, she is an engineer at NASA. She developed the oh, first. Oh, you meant rubric. like an actual formal introduction. Oh yeah, I yeah. But now so I get to brag. Good. So. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess that works. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was just to say hi. So I was like, hi. I don't know what to say now except hi. And, and she developed uh, the very famous um, hive rune cipher that you can find over on Ishtar. Yes, that is me. I love hive runes. I love them. Like more than a friend, you guys. She's like really. Like I want to get hive runes tattooed on my arm. Oh, we I, we need to introduce you to Moon then, because she's obsessed with uh, everything Hive. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Like new it. friend, new yeah. friend, yes. new Hiver friend. Yes. Oh well, yeah, because like I wrote, I wrote um, code to um, basically take all the Hive runes and split them into pieces because there's like the top part, the middle line, and then the bottom part, and we've seen like runes being like flipped and all the stuff so i wrote some computer code to do all of the different combinations and there's like over eighty-seven thousand, i think different combinations you can get and we only have like 55 of them in game so mm. there's a lot when we when we work it out i really want us to come up with like uh a qwerty to hive rune keyboard he's like send each other hive rune messages that would be funny that would be funny <laughs> <laughs> I would do That'd it. be great. And uh, co-hosts, uh, Grace, do you want to introduce yourself? Let people know who you are and where they can find you, please. Yeah. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, my name's Grace. I am on the Twitter space mostly under Night Stalker with three eyes. Um, I'm also a Destiny community artist. I'm an amateur voice actor. And uh, as usual, I'm just happy to be here. All right, um, I can I can rent us out here. This is a uh, Taylor B. You can find me on Twitter at this is Red Leader, spelled L I T R E. Um, you can find me over with Lady Lucita on the Spinfoil Theory podcast each week. Uh, episodes drop Sunday, and you know, um, really, you can you can uh, if 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 there's a, a lore space like the Lore Hub or something like that, you'll probably see me in there pushing some Spinfoil from time to time. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, excited to have you with us, lady. Uh, we're going to be looking at this week's weekly twelve. It's actually a Yay. really light one this week for some mm -hmm. strange reason. Well, actually, not strange. It's like that mid-season groove where there isn't much happening. It always reminds yeah. these like periods always remind me of uh, season of the worthy, where it was like we had this content drought with absolutely nothing, <laughs> nothing but lore uh in destiny 2 so um obviously it's been exciting though because we've had the weekly missions uh so i figured we would maybe kick off with the 
weekly mission this week and then move into the top just because the top didn't have as much um i know that people watching on twitch probably be wondering oh what's in this week's top we want to know but uh we'll get to that so this week's mission thoughts anybody how are you feeling about it were you excited uh i know grace probably has a lot to say about this so grace do you want to kick us off with that at the top of my head i'm just as excited as usual um i don't i don't know it's just are we delving into spoilers i think i should preface this I, I feel uh like... sport well what day is it thursday because that was yeah. a that was a very hot topic discussion this week was spoilers and things like that i feel like where we where we place live in the week i feel like we're generally cool for stuff that happened like 1 p.m on tuesday but I, I, I i'm here for whatever like we want to give a little spoiler tag too i think that's fair yeah, I think we'll we'll add a spoiler tag. I think we could probably cover everything in in terms of the overall aspect of the mission, just not the conclusion is maybe the the, the easiest way to do it. So we could talk about what happened in the tower. I'm uh, sorry, not what happened in the tower. That's the spoiler. <laughs> uh, right. But we can talk about generally uh, what was needed to be done in the exp- uh, override and expunge. If, there was a lot of dialogue that happened in between um, those missions, mm-hmm. so you really had to like pay attention to that and also do all the uh, typical Destiny stomping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's I think that the tower thing was yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just like you said, like you guys mentioned. If this we are kind of at that point where you have to look more at the lore entries and pay attention to those rather than exactly what you're doing for. The weeklies because I to me it felt like we just did a lot you know the, the same thing we've been doing each week um I like I, I liked this week's um override mission I, I feel like it was very fun um I don't I don't know to, I, I know it's weird for me to say that I don't think anything super stood out to me this week besides doing the norm and knowing that there's a plan in place for what we have to do next but I was expecting to you know maybe act on something or have a bigger view of what was going on but right yeah no i think it's all tied to lore entries this week uh taylor how how, how about yourself was there anything that stood out to you well apart from the obvious which is uh <laughs> yeah no um i i really thought that as you interacted and began the um the path of the splicer mission this week you had a very interesting sort of tone coming out of uh, Mithrax especially. He just seems a, lo- a lot more, what's the word, steeled than I think he did before. Like, I-, I feel like the beginning of the season, he was very hopeful, and then, you know, a, a little more desperate. And now he's just kind of, like, resolute. Uh, which is, I, I think, a, a really cool uh, sort of change of pace for him. But I also really appreciated the dialogue that you're getting this week inside the override mission especially at the end um mm-hmm. no matter who you're working with there seems to be a lot more camaraderie like lakshmi in the beginning is divisive as ever but then by the end of it you have saint and mithrax and ikora all saying like yeah let's come together now we know who to punch or who to hit or attack as uh, as saint put it and even <laughs> um even the expunge mission i had a lot of fun with this expunge mission by the way guys I I like to go fast, and I was doing it by myself, and I, I got pretty fast. 
like right around like seven minutes. I was I was very pleased uh, at the speed run there, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun to kind of go back and see the corrupted version of um, you know places we'd spliced into earlier in the season, and it's it's really funny to me is. Uh, if you like race through it fast enough, uh, Coria or like Coria's Sabathun dialogue can't really keep up with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you get you get to like the second time you can put in your hack to uh, to make things uh, move faster for you, and she just like can't keep up anymore. <laughs> I think I see you just like stood on there for like seven for like five of the seven minutes for me. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was that was a lot of fun for me. I guess without getting into how the uh, the mission rounds out, um, well, it, it, it's worth everyone's time and attention. I'll say that. Yeah, I thought. Um, are we allowed to talk about what happened at the helm, or is that o- not okay? At, helm, uh, that's not the end of the mission. I think helm is yeah. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I yeah. thought it was interesting that Laksh- that Lakshmi and uh, Executor Hideo approached Saint and was like, "Hey, Saint, you want to help us overthrow the Vanguard?" Like that is the probably one of the worst people to go and attempt to do that to mm-hmm. because Saint is just like, "Oh, you want me to help you?" overthrow <laughs> the vanguard i'm gonna go talk to osiris mm-hmm. but sh- yeah totally thumbs up inside his helmet he's like what the heck are these mm-hmm. people wanting to do man it's totally like, all be friends? it's totally like <laughs> asking the hall monitor to help you skip class yeah yeah right? pretty much <laughs> uh, that was a very uh, very accurate like that's kind of what i was like when i read the lore entry i was like oh that's lovely. And then this week with Saint, like literally talking to Osiris about it, I'm like, they're in trouble now. Because even Osiris is like, this is bad. They're dumb. Really, really. But this dumb. is also bad. But yeah, no, I I thought it was I I liked I definitely feel like we are coming to like a point here with next week where because we got Lakshmi and Executor Hideo kind of saying, um, don't worry, we'll protect you guys. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you and, uh, how, how are you going to deal about the Guardians? Because, you know, we can just fight you forever. Just saying. Fight forever, Or we Guardians. can just kick you out. We can just kick you out of the city and be like, be gone. Adios. C'est la vie. <laughs> You know, like... I almost feel like that's what they what they're gonna want though is like, oh, see, look, they'll cast out their own when they don't agree. Like, I feel like exactly, yeah. yeah so it's I kind of like the Vanguard are kind of backed into a corner here because they're like, they need to do something about basically the 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 coup that's about to happen. Yeah. But at the same time, if they that it's it's very complicated. I, guess. I mean, okay. Here's, here's the uh, here's the devil's advocate, but uh, is it really a coup if you know it's coming? I guess because, like, I, I obviously, Zavala, like Zavala said to Kyle very early on in the season that this isn't his first rodeo, essentially, and he was like, "Well, I know what they're doing, and I've heard 
like I, I have a general grasp on the situation and what's yeah. going on but he's like it's not the first challenge that i would face down so i guess maybe yeah, he's either prepared or he's taking it for granted I but think, either way yeah. it looks like yeah. he know like both him and ikora know like something was gonna happen so they're like well oh, yeah, okay they know. they know but it's just like they don't want lakshmi and executor hideo to know that they know it's it's very kind of all hush hush but yeah i mean zavala has kind of dealt with kind of a attempt to overthrow the speaker slash vanguard before with um the concordat and allegedly um, lysander well he was there for it well it was why he was it it was why he was banned right because the whole point was osiris was challenging the speaker's authority in the sense that osiris predicted kind of really what's happening now in the sense that he was like this is only going to work so long and everybody sure most people agree right now but there's going to be people like me who don't agree and if you keep stifling those people out something bad is going to happen and i guess the speaker in his fear was like well we need unity so you know peace out plus plus that and osiris was doing like a ton of other unsavory things like obviously you know yeah he was obsessed oh yeah he was obsessed with the hive then more than he than he maybe he was later on as we see him now um post vex and stuff so yeah definitely definitely i mean like you said zavala's had his fair share of kicking people to the metaphorical curb of the last city so i think I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. I hope. I really I think hope. At one point, didn't they want to? Didn't they want Zavala at one point to also take up New Monarchy? Yeah, New, was yeah, that? New Monarchy yeah, wanted. Right. So, with New Monarchy's whole ideal is they want to get rid of the consensus, you know, the government, and instead have a dictator of unimpeachable character. Quote. That's one of their tenets. And they approach Zavala, they're like, Zavala, he would be perfect for this. And he's like, no, go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. And they're like, okay, let's go try Lord Shax. And, well, I, well they've I, like gone around the tower and been like, do you want to be our, you know? Are you my our, mommy? Pretty much. <laughs> and that's why they went to Saint, because they're like, that. Saint is good. Saint is great. And Saint's just like, I don't know about nah. this chief. Like that's kind of breaking the rules. Well, the one the one thing I, I I really think is 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 interesting about this, and I I think this is what you were touching upon also, uh, Lucy. Um, the idea that this wouldn't be the first time that a faction or factions have been expelled from the city by way of the. Uh, by way of the city government. And I'm actually wondering if yeah. maybe is what we have to do is just, like, is it this perpetual, uh, you know, like you have rats, so you you release snakes, and then you got too many snakes, so you release whatever, like, eat snakes. And so now we just gotta, like, pick two more factions to kick these factions out? Yeah, that's what I'm curious, because <laughs> assuming... Well, they tried this... to drag uh, Dead Orbit in, right? And it kind yeah, of seems tried like to grab, so far uh, Dead Orbit's I... like, I mean, we're out, we're si- leaving. Silence so is violence. Like. Right. I gotta, not to be cliche about it, <laughs> but, like, yeah. I, I kind of feel like My... them doing nothing is, is, is rough. I'm Complicit. sorry, Lucy. Yeah. yeah. 
No, I was just like, my, cur I guess I'm curious to see. So assuming that, you know, I'm just going to assume here that the, uh, if going with how it seems, it seems rather obvious that Lakshmi, future war called New Monarchy, are going to attempt something. Obviously. My, I wonder, assuming, let's just say, it fails, and Zavala's like, all right, get out. You're done. Who? I wonder what factions are going to possibly replace New Monarchy and Future War Cults on the consensus, if... Ooh, that's a, that's a cool question. Because we had the speaker <clears throat> on the consensus, and now we don't have a new speaker. And now, assuming all of the... If all of the factions leave, because, you know, maybe they're, you know, they're upset with how the vanguard is doing it or they just they're just like we're done for whatever reason now the only thing that's going to be the leading government of the last city is the vanguard mm -hmm. well that's it's not good it's in, sorry go ahead oh i was just i was agreeing saying that's not good sorry that was all yeah like a hundred percent it's really interesting though because there's like a ton of other factions within the last city that actually don't get talked about a whole lot um Everything from like weaponsmith factions to uh, factions that are more interested in like making money within the last city. Yeah, definitely. So it be it would be. I mean, it would be cool if both because it's it's happened before. Like this isn't this is like the second uprising of factions that happened in the last yes. city because very yeah. early on there was another faction who were like. Um, I don't know how to describe them. They were like they were like heavy into militia and dictatorship. I forget the name of the faction, but they were kicked out of the tower. Yeah, the Concordat. That's well, it. Well, I mean, but that's um, that's why it's allegedly though, because the the story you hear in Bannerfall is that they let a, they they rose up to do an insurrection, but then you also have a card for the last city in D one that says they voted on kicking them out before that fight ever happened, before they sent so, new monarchy in to do it. Yeah, because I think I think they retcon. I can't. I can't remember which which aspect of the story they retcon. It was either the one in Bannerfall, or it was the it was the original, uh, and then somehow like seamlessly just blend the two into one. If that, that makes no sense, as I say out loud. <laughs> but um, something along those lines, anyway. The Concordat. But yeah, yeah, a lot of people have like speculated. I guess that. Oh, maybe the Concordat will come back now that the the city's kind of a little, a little bit more open. The last and thing you heard from them, in, so. yeah. The last thing you heard from them is in Lysander's cry, where he's basically a message to the Guardian saying that, "Hey, like we're out here, we're waiting. Come find us." Yeah, maybe that's a old Chicago segue. Could, that would be really cool. Heck yeah. I do find it interesting how quickly everybody jumped on the uh, old Chicago train when it started to be talked about more frequently. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people weren't really aware of the even like the lore implications or like old Chicago in general until like the bigger names in the lore community started piping up about it. It's been very interesting to see everybody's theories. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm, <clears throat> I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I know like years ago. I've had a video kind of touching on old old Chicago a little bit, but I think since then, I know he in particular has mentioned it like at least two or three times on his channel where he's done a couple of videos on uh, 
old Chicago. Uh, but apart from that, like I know Reddit, read the Destiny Law Reddit, uh, and the Raid Secrets guys. Those guys are always talking about old Chicago. I think it comes up uh, pretty often. But um, I think it was the new concept art that really threw, that gave people the idea that it's old Chicago. <laughs> I think obviously it's 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 like a spin foil thing. People just want it so bad. It's like they're just they're gonna keep talking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And why not? Right. It's a be- beautiful location. There's a lot of really. Uh, is it? Would it be safe to say like uh, thriller esque or like grim dark lore surrounding Chicago? It's pretty gruesome stuff. Oh, yeah, some of it. I'm not gonna lie. I just imagine Michael Jackson's thriller. Now that you've said that. <laughs> All right, that's just enough to not get sued. There we go. (laughs) We've crossed every divide. (laughs) But yeah, no, because especially because there's the lore on the season of the hunt armor that delves that is a follows a fire team as they're hunting something in old Chicago. Oh man, that lore entry, crazy. Yeah. So. I can understand that people think it's old Chicago. I mean, from the one screen cap we got, it was a green background, green, like, with, like, forest and whatnot. So that definitely narrows down the places it could be to a small handful, I think. That's I'm still very hopeful for it somehow tying into the Dead Man's Tale lore tab. That I just, for some reason, can't shake it. But I've been very wrong so many times. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. They they do that on purpose. I think the writers they like to uh, throw up red herrings to lead people astray. Meanwhile, it's actually the opposite of like what you thought was going to happen. Even though this season, I've honestly I felt like this season's been super predictable. Well, okay, no, sorry, like. Bungie, don't shoot me, but um, it's been it's been like narratively what I had hoped for, but what I didn't anticipate was them doing uh, Curia this early and Savathun this early. Like I know which queen is next year, but I figured that they would hold off, they would drag this out as long as they could. But like next week is the last. Um, is the last override mission and expunge mission. So it's going to be interesting to see if they add anything before uh, Solstice. Because I think we have, like, Solstice is... Re- the season for Solstice is really long. It's like two whole dates uh, for it before it ends. And then we get the epilogue, which is still a huge mystery. We still don't know what the epilogue is um because it just has a little box that says epilogue and then and more on the bungee calendar so uh any thoughts as to what it could be or maybe what you're hoping for hmm. um, grace what, what would you like to see uh for the next season for next season um shoot uh I mean, I just hope we we continue to see, you know, the, the Elixir very present in the story, obviously, just because I love them. Um, 
I don't know. I'm trying to think at the top of my head. I'm very brainless today, but I'm trying to think about what loose threads can be tied together before which uh, which queen hits us. You know, um, just I don't know. If anything, I feel like we'll get another. High, well, I think we'll get like a hive heavy, you know, season before that. But I want. I'm I'm also excited to see more legacy content. You know, I know it's a very long stretch. Because, you know, Alexney are present, Varix is present, but it would be really cool personally to have President of Elders return. I don't know, that feels like a shot in the dark, really. We kind of destroyed it. I'd... Yeah, I, I well, know. But we still have the strike, like... right? Yeah, we have the strike. That's true. So. I guess we did clear it out. Either that, or I feel like something is going to be up with the Dreaming City before we yeah, kick it to the curb. Yeah, that's going to yeah that's yes. what i'm that's what i'm waiting for i'm i'm almost certain that uh whatever this i guess mid like this pre-season into whatever the next major season is before witch queen uh may feature the dreaming city heavily um i think i said last week or the week before we've had that cut scene that was in the trailer for season of the hunt and then we got a glimpse of like a, i think it's a warlock running through the dreaming city and we could see one of the like uh the dark pyramid type uh public event things in the background um mm -hmm. so hopefully we that'll be a location it would make sense because yeah. that's like a dreaming city is a huge part of like sabathun's plan that's true yeah that's what i was gonna say i was gonna well what well, yeah. One thing I'd like to see tied up is what the heck happened to Callus? Yes. Did yeah. he ascend? Like, what happened? He's just vibing we... with the darkness, man. I would, well, because I, I always, I always I, felt I like, agree. especially, especially when you get into the Glycon of last season and the uh, the Captain's Log lore, and you kind of get that description of what Callus like actually looked like. Um, you know, not the robot, not not the uh, the things he possessed, and not like his head in that sort of faux darkness space. Because I I always felt like what happened to him that first time is he kind of like halfway did it, like it didn't work all the way, and so he got like kind of I don't know he got like some stuff, but not like really what he was after. And I've always wondered if after using the crown of sorrows and figuring out that it's it's just going like. Like how it's going to be used through, um, through the the raid where we go and we see all the uh, the clones that he experiments on with it, um, and and what he ends up doing like on the Glycon. I mean, like, and it's written it's written unreliably. It's like, oh, like look out, like in in the the most flowery way possible by his scribes. But I, I just wonder if like when we find him again, like did he actually do it? Because that would be crazy. And and I think to your point to. Uh, um, the the dreaming city that that has like taken and sort of like a lot of taken energy kind of popping off all over the place uh, over there. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if he did, if he was able to go to the ascendant plane, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he started trying to uh, to get himself a new kingdom. You know, since this is destroyed. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, that the ascendant realm maybe may also be a big deal. Uh, want to take us back a little bit to Season of the Hunt, and uh, we received a certain item from the spider, which I'm sure is going to have some serious relevance. Like, 
if not if not this whatever's next maybe whatever's after that um because it's a really weird item to have an entire quest that wasn't it wasn't a long quest either by the way there was like a ton of stuff we had to do for him to get that thing and then there was like uh seasonal armor lore attached to it and the spider met with the drifter which was that was probably one of the coolest uh lore entries we've read so far but um like he them but them both exchanging uh i think the drifter got like a sack of ghost shells which is really interesting so obviously the drifter is still experimenting with the whole augmenting his ghost thing or maybe somebody else's who knows but and then uh drifter gives him the ascendant lens which is very much which is lit which is the same as uh what is an ansible lens which is like a um it's like basically a giant magnifying glass that the awoken use to be able to communicate and travel through the ascendant realm um to other worlds that's what it says in the lore anyway but um yeah so it'd be interesting maybe we'll finally go like full ascendant realm and see what that's like maybe maybe yeah no i think personally i'm leaning really heavily towards uh wrapping up everything in the dreaming city because you know with Coria being present this season and behind the endless night assuming we kill Coria what's also really interesting is the week after the DLC uh, this season is it's a max curse week so that's true you do max because I have it tracked on my phone when every single shattered throne is because i'm a nerd but that's besides when it's <laughs> well no it's because i'm okay, okay let me let me let me explain i have my warlock <laughs> is awoken and her emblem tracks the number of shattered throne completions my warlock has done and it matches the canonical number of times it's been max curse week so that's why i keep track because i'm a nerd but anyways um hey, it's stuff that, like that that leads to some of the biggest uh like explanations in destiny yeah because like there's because this expansion ends august 24th august 31st the week after that is a max curse week and the only reason there's the time loop is because of cura so we kill cura we you know, do Shattered Throne, kill Dulinkaru. Dulinkaru now has no way to, you know, reset. Mm-hmm. So that means technically the, the loop would be broken. Yeah. See, this is the interesting oh, thing. And I think, like, I, I think we're probably going to get a super spin foil right here. Taylor, like, you feel free <laughs> to, to jump in on this. If you, you got it. You got it. I'm, I'm, I'm on deck. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, what I was thinking was obviously because, like, okay, so it's it's like a three part curse, right? It involved Ribbon, Dueling in Karu, and then also uh, Curia. So if Curia is dead, technically the curse should be cancelled. But then obviously he had to he he needed Dueling Karu's help to do it. And then they both needed Riven in order to, yeah. to grant 
uh, whoever made the wish, which I'm going to assume it was Kuya who made the wish to Riven, or like Oryx made the wish to Riven and she granted it. Like it's just weird because he he took Riven, but then obviously in the same way he did with Kuya, he still gave them a certain level of uh, free will to do whatever they needed to do. Um, and I think there's a lore entry from Riven that's like, she talks about speaking to Oryx and she says, I've never been, she says something weird, like I've never been taken before or something like that. And it sounds like she was curious as to what this form of like otherworldly, uh, I don't know what you call it, paracausal, I guess, uh, yeah. change would do to her. But all of that's still like super unexplained. So it makes me wonder if if Curia is killed, which I don't think is gonna be easy at all. Um I think chasing him down is gonna be like this long drawn out thing, probably as long as possible until obviously uh Witch Queen. Or we like find him but we can't fight him because he runs away. And then we get to fight him in Witch Queen. Because I think if we get to Witch Queen and he's not there, it would be super anticlimactic, right? Wouldn't it? Obviously, because like he's been, he's like, there's tons of lore and wiki entries on this dude or dudette. Um, he's like a big bad boss in charge of like so many other like taken generals and sergeants and armies and stuff like that so it would be weird to me if like next week it's like okay we're gonna kill curia that's it the end endless night is over i don't know what 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 do you guys think i i just feel like if we ended on the third week of the curse there's gonna be that one um that one uh um awoken a uh, soldier who gets shot in the gut who's going to be real mad we couldn't have done it before she gets shot. <laughs> I know. Like, I've been sitting here dying over and over and you guys do it after I get... Really? Really? Yes. Well, hey, they did they had do years. that with the, uh, the Guardian <laughs> trapped in time on the Almighty, which, which we blew up the Almighty, but nothing was ever said about this Guardian trapped in time. I want to say... I want to say I remember. I don't think it was an in-game thing, but I want to say they commented on that. I want to say, like, yes, he can be res now. I didn't think they said he was, but they were like, yes, he can be. Okay. I want to say it was like yeah, a tweet it was, or something. I mean, it was, in, yeah. it was in the lore as well, wasn't it? There was like a whole lore entry about about this Guardian and like how it happened and stuff like that. And yeah, his ghost it was, it was having in to the ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. It was from the perspective of their ghost, and their ghost was like, I want to res my Guardian, but I I am sad. Yeah. And I hope they don't do something like, oh yeah, no, he was one of the guys on Shao Han's fire team. <laughs> like, no. Oh no. That no. Would be so <laughs> After all that, why didn't you go on vacation? I would I would have just been on a long vacation. <laughs> Middle of nowhere. But yeah, no, because like it's just interesting, I don't know. Because if we do break the curse in the Dreaming City, a lot of stuff is going to definitely change. 
And then we also have that message we got from Mara during Season of the Hunt saying she's going to return to the Dreaming City. Right. Where it all began. It would make and sense. And she's, but... uh, she's still not there. So uh, mm-hmm. is she like walking or something? Well, she's, really she's, in, she's in the Ascendant realm is the whole point, right? She, I, know, uh... I know. It was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> a bad joke. It was a very bad joke. But, um, but yeah, it's just, I'm just interested to see, because we got Mara doing her thing. We got, everything is going on at the Endless Night. We got Sabathun up in the corner, you know, pulling all the strings. Maybe not up in the corner in the last city, I guess, as of last week's lore entry pull on the strings of everything and i'm just i'm curious to see where everything all comes to a point it would be pretty cool if we get seer back because we break the curse on the dreaming city or something like something wild like that i would love that mm-hmm. man oh, yeah. that <laughs> i just love that. seer <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no. much that's cool that's good yeah no yeah because i yeah that's true that's true she needs to break out some point. All right. Well, I hope she breaks out and gives me a big hug. Yes. Holds me <laughs> in her arms, her big strong arms. <laughs> <laughs> Just I now I want now I want you to do the the takeoff emote together with her. Yeah. Lift me, sir. Yeah. That's right. I want to do it too now, but you you can go first. Thank you. I'm glad I have dibs. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, jump into this week's twelve real quick and uh, get through it. So uh, this week, Bungie's obviously mentioned about the the mission. So if you haven't done it, definitely go check it out. The conclusion is worth the wait. Uh, so we have some new weapons. Or so, sorry, before I skip past it. Grandmaster Nightfalls are live, so if you haven't done that, okay. definitely go check those out. Uh, we also have some new weapons coming back. I'm actually really excited for this because this was something that like I had like talked about for like months. Was the idea of like Bungie bringing back old weapons and making them available in like public events? Now I I don't know if these drop in public events. I'm pretty sure they only drop from uh certain activities which wasn't made very clear in this 12 actually so if any of you guys uh have a better answer to that let me know yeah. before i move on because i have no idea um they said that the um these weapons will drop from their original i know you could farm like for example the moon weapon you could farm those by doing the lectern so that's how you would get the moon weapons. And I know there is, I think okay. the pulse rifle only dropped. I didn't, that one's say only dropped, but I've only ever gotten it from doing pit. So. Interesting. Yeah, because I, yeah. Um, like, I figured the moon ones were pretty, like, they, they, they made sense. It makes sense to what you're saying. But the dreaming city weapons, I, was, I, I figured, well, okay, maybe blinding well three yeah. or something like that yeah because there's there's certain bounties you can do where very gear and then thrown right. drops a legendary so it'll just probably be just added to that pool for that sort of things which i guess i'm going to be spending a lot more time in dreaming city 
and reacquiring like you know twilight oath and tiger mm-hmm. spite because i i use those on my warlock i thought perhaps this was a unique way of bungie like dropping two massive spoilers for us if it awesome. if that makes sense because the moon is currently where the hive are a lot and then obviously dreaming city because of the curse so they're, yeah, inten- exactly. they're intentionally making us go back to these places yeah that's that's something i was wondering i was like why reprise all of this dreaming city weapons and mm-hmm. moon weapons there's no reason for us to go there right. at all that's why i was thinking yeah because especially for the moon weapons too i was like that seems a very odd you know series of weapons to bring back but well, yeah, you have I'm, to I'm on the same did, side. They did bring back part of the moon weapons and the dreaming earlier, so I guess it's just them completing the set, looking at it from like a different perspective, I guess. Because like some people like, oh, I need it for, like, oh, I left and I came back and now my, you know, my Twilight Oath is sunset. I can't use this anymore. Well, now ah, I'm just actually, okay. you know, get another one. I'm crying mm-hmm. for trying to get the same role. I had to do, do that with my uh, with my gnawing hunger. I had a really good one the first time around, and I had to go get yeah. a second one. That, yeah, with that submachine used to be like one of the best. It would tear through everything. The day they nerfed it, I was so sad. I think it was just before um, we had. I think this is the I auto was... rifle. Yeah, this is the uh, the void auto rifle that is you that, can get. Yeah, the, I still the use secondary. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah, I just masterworked one. This week. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's back. Oh, but the damage is bad. Oh, I need a mod to bring the damage back up. <laughs> it's it's a good, yeah. it's a nice well rounded gun. <laughs> it, it 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 is it is on the right uh, enemy type for sure. Uh, but yeah, there's a long list of. Uh, moon weapons i will not read through them all but essentially almost all of them are back uh, no they so... are all back now okay yeah. because so... this is like this is like part two of the moon and dreaming city weapons they did the rest of them prior to this oh that's a big deal because that's essentially like one small portion of forsaken coming back oh yeah uh, no, to I'm the excited. game PvP i think that might be wise be because people were complaining sorry to interrupt because people were complaining that you can buy Forsaken, you can buy Shadowkeep, but everything you get from that expansions, or from those expansions, useless. Sunset. Garbage. So I think it's mainly dealing with a lot of the, the backlash of that. Like, if it's something you can still buy, like, the expansion for, it's not Sunset. So, like, the stuff pre-Forsaken, Sunset. Yeah, I just want sense. my black armory stuff back now, please. You got you have the armor. Yeah, we have. I know we I have, have the armor. armor. That's I know I have the armor. I was happy about that. I turned all that into ornaments, anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But I just want my weapons back. I want my blast furnace. And my yes, blast furnace. Good chance to run a lot of the armories, so I'd be excited to try that. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting to like. I guess I wouldn't really necessarily. Need it's just like here i had some boxes some extras here take them because <laughs> i know she doesn't exactly do weapon forging anymore also on I'm the subject slight... how did you guys feel about the whole weapon forge system uh what was it what was it a system that you enjoyed 
having to go to like all the different forges and uh you know bank mm. the moats essentially with at least see i i still stand by i think menagerie best system they had for that sort of forging weapons with quotes because um i mean the forges were pretty easy it just like there was no control over really what weapon you got. No, no, you did. I'm a liar. I'm a liar. Never mind. Belay that. You could control which weapons. It's been a hot minute. Had to think for a sec. But yeah, yeah I mean, for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I, I just liked. I mean, I liked the forges. I'm a little biased because I've done, according to my emblem on my Titan, I've done 300 forges. So. I might be a little biased. I mean, I, I thought the forges were kind of fun. Only specific forges. There were some of them that were, like, really annoying and I didn't like. But I think when they did the change where it rotated every day, I didn't like I didn't like that. I thought that was dumb. But then I, I understand why they did it. That was the most think... stress-inducing process ever. The whole rotating the forge thing just to get one complete one aspect of the the quest to get uh, Izunagi's burden. Yeah, that's that's the thing and why I didn't like. like it, one of, and I was... then they made it redundant. One of the most powerful snipers in game, and then they nerfed it to the ground. I, was I like, know. That's really? What, that's what makes me so sad. Is because like, because I because I remember when the thing I was Izunagi, it's a good gun, and they would get to the part where they need to do each of the four. Just like, all right, this is gonna take four days, and they're like, what? And I'm like. Okay, before you freak out, we just have to do each forge once every day. So we'll do one today, then tomorrow when you get on, we'll do the next one, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth. So I, I thought that system was kind of dumb. I mean, I thought it was, yeah, it was cool that we could, you know, launch them from the director, but it's like a monk, monk, like a monkey's paw sort of thing. Like, oh, you can launch them from the director, but now they rotate every day. It's like, it's not really what we asked for, Bungie, but. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's the. I guess it's the. It's the. Uh, what's the? The gamification of the objectives and like trying to make sure that. How do you? How do you build a system to reward players that makes them feel like they've earned it, but not like literally they're grinding their teeth into dust whilst mm. trying to achieve. Yeah their goals and there's still many systems in in destiny apart from the ones that we love and enjoy that make it feel like a second job oh yeah no. <laughs> if, if we're brutally honest um but that's like that's most games are like that for well sought after all exotic weapons and stuff um i think oh, i remember yeah. like farming for what is it oh the new boots you know, each class yes. got the new boots. I w it took me four weeks, it took me a month to get those things because I had to wait for the right loss sector to <laughs> to rotate uh, because I'd figured out a way to like kind of get around some of the champions without without having to fight them. Only to only to get to the end and realize that I should I can't you can't skip. If you skip, you void your chance yeah, you, of getting yeah, the Yeah, you have to kill all the champions. Yeah, no, yep. it's it's really tricky because mm -hmm. yeah, one of my friends, when he was doing it, it took I think it took him over 20 runs of the Lost Sector to actually get the boots to drop. 
Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll agree was, to that. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you do a Lost Sector, or especially like with Grandmaster, like you could do a Grandmaster and not get the Adept weapon. I think they need to do a little bit of tuning about the drop rates of stuff. Cough, cough, Vex, class. Would, In my would, raid group, would... only two people have gotten it. That's only really two. interesting. I, it, it does we've make done me it wonder every if, week. Like... So, like, I don't know. It's just frustrating, I guess. In Bungie's code, like, I know that they've given us three slots for three different uh, uh, classes of our choosing. And obviously races of our choosing. And uh, it always makes me wonder if... You know, like how it used to be with the with our weapons, right? We had our obviously primary, secondary, and then like heavy, and there used to be a system where it was like you were punished for using your secondary more than your primary, and it would stop yeah. dropping like you would, it would stop dropping secondary loot, so you have to use your primary. Uh, that doesn't happen so much now because I think they got I think they got rid of it, although like they lessened it. So it makes me wonder yeah. if the same thing happens with our characters where like if we play mostly on say a warlock then our titan has a better chance of getting drops for a lot of the stuff that we want. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those weird thoughts. No, it's I don't know. I just I just think it's always kind of funny because at least I'm just, I'm just annoyed because, I mean, master, um, mode of Vogue will be out relatively, when I say relatively, it's going to be out in two weeks. Ooh. But that's just going to annoy me that the one thing, again, making me not have the raid seal is the raid exotic. That happened to my, my oh, my, yeah really good friend like he just like he got just he's been playing and he just got descended this week and he's done the raid every week three times yeah. to get guys and he we helped him this week and he got it and he's like i don't have to do this week anymore please like it's i think personally in my opinion i don't think the raid exotic should be in the collections tab for that particular seal especially if it's if it's a quest like divinity or legend of Accurus was sure keep it in there but if it's rng especially with the ridiculously low drop rate that eyes and vex have i just think it's dumb because i mean yes vogue only just came out but even with the increased drop chance that they did to eyes there are people who are still doing it and still don't have it Yep, it's a crazy complex thing that myth class. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, I'm I'm still that guy, who doesn't have eyes of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's why right. I just kept either. like staring at your your profile when I was talking. Mm -hmm. This guy is. Mm -hmm. I'm your new you friend who doesn't have it. Yes, you're now my other. Friend <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's it's just I just think it's really frustrating sometimes to just, you know do everything you're supposed to do and just not get the thing. That's why I prefer quest raid exotics that make you like do the raid, kind of like touch a malice or 
Maybe not Outbreak. Outbreak was a little crazy. Outbreak was a little... They do the raid, and then you had to have people of, like, other classes in your fire team. It was a mess. But, like, that kind of concept, or, like, one of the steps to do the raid exotic, to get the raid exotic, is to do the raid. So you have to do the raid to get the exotic. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I kind of like that better. I feel like, uh, yeah, like, Touch of Malice was really, you know, even, even in even in um you know the memory the memories of uh of destiny fragment. yeah like it's that was that was a lot of fun and it wasn't easy but it was something you could always do and it was definitely like attainable as long as you completed all the little steps whereas yeah, yeah the sort of rng nature of it just kind of takes the wind out of your sails oh yeah no definitely i mean like it's cool when you get it like when you get it you're like yes finally but it's like there's like this, it's almost like like a seesaw, like if it gets point, it's not cool. Like, oh, I finally got it, woo. I feel dead inside, because it's like, you got it, but you were... Like, I've, I've had that happen, like one of my... They were trying to get, like, Curse Breaker, for example, and they just need the ghost. And the ghost, the Dreaming City ghost, only drops from the Ascendant Challenge. So they would do the Ascendant Challenge. Every week. Three times a week. And when they finally got it, they're like... They weren't even happy. They weren't even happy. They were just like, because like it gets to a point, like the first few times you're like, oh, maybe I'll get it, maybe I'll get it. And then it gets to a point where it's just like so asinine, so mm -hmm. like, it's like bashing your head against the wall. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you want the, you want the title, <laughs> you want the seal, but like. How many times are you gonna bash your head against the wall doing the what, same thing, trying to me, get a specific thing? What makes me cry the most is I actually like Gambit, and usually if I'm hit <laughs> by something, that's a what I'm hit by, and it just makes me sad because not only do I not have it, other other peeps are stomping on me with it. <laughs> oh yeah, with eyes. Yeah, mm. that. Yeah, cause um, see, my friends and I are crazy. And we did all 16 ranks in one day. Yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday. I close my eyes and I just hear the ding, ding, ding of Drifter. <laughs> I just hear it. <laughs> no. But like, but yeah, no, it, I think Gambit needs a serious rework in my opinion because it has a lot of problems. I thought... It's like the forgotten stepchild of the core playlist. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Crucible has also been kind of forgotten. But at least, like, I don't know. I'll Gambit's be... like the weird redhead stepchild because I'll, it has I'm... both PvE and PvE. I'll be the, the weird one. The mistake I... oh, was like, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'll be the weird guy and say I actually liked it when it was three rounds more than uh, this sort of prime single round format. Yeah, it's like they took Gambit, regular Gambit, and they took Gambit Prime, and they almost, so it's like, let's make it worse is how i feel personally it's like i'm a reckoner i pretty much lived and breathed gambit prime and i don't know i just don't like this it's it's dumb they just need to like because like heavy ammo is like a big problem with especially with like invading with the tracking rockets like truth and eyes and pretty much any other tracking yeah thing. it used to be worse with stasis but 
but I still love Gambit, despite all my feelings about things that could improve. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. I just, I just wanted, to, I just wanted to be better. Like I love Gambit. I, I love it. Yeah. I just want, it can be so much better. That's why we're so passionate. It be, why... Yes, there you go. That's why we're so passionate about this game. We just want it to be good. It's to be absolutely perfect in every way. Possibly. Yes, it must. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, gonna wrap things up here uh last point to mention is obviously this week's movie of the week some interesting ones so definitely go ahead and check those out and then obviously i love artists... i love the one for this they're so funny <laughs> i love the lakshmi one yeah that was that was a pretty interesting one and uh we have artists of the week some pretty cool uh artists purple is it purple lang purple lange uh, Grace? Lynch, yeah. Uh, Lynch, uh, who has an amazing crow uh, artwork, which is just oh, awesome. Yeah. So good. Grace, what it. was the one you were showing us, though? And you were you were saying something about the, uh, the style, too. Like, what, what was that one about? Um, so, it's if you've never seen the original painting, um, it's by Gustav Klimt. It's called The Kiss. Um, and they basically... Because uh, this is a popular thing for artists to do with their ships, um, is to mimic the layout and the composition of that painting. And this particular artist did this with um, Osiris and St. Fourteen. And just, oh God, I cheered so loud. It's such a gorgeous piece. It's by Atlas Remained. Um, and just absolutely knocked it out of the park, park I think. Um, but yeah, no, that's why I was excited because I was like, oh, I. Uh, I recognized this painting before they made it, Osiris and St. Bartin. So, yeah, he did a great job, I think, doing this. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it, it's it was when you posted it when you posted it in uh in the in our uh, sort of like lore lab chat we have. I was just like, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what is it? I can't really see because I'm. I'm colorblind, and I was like, "Oh, it's too, it's it's fa I I see the faces. I see. I think it was more just like the direction it was it was face facing. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't really tell. I was like, "There's something here." F at first, I thought it was an Ahamkara, because it kind of looked. Oh like, really? If you didn't see the faces, it kind of looked like a strangely shaped Ahamkara. But yeah, I was like, "Oh, it's ribbon," but no, it's not. Uh, but yeah, cool. so gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode uh lucy thank you so much for joining us so so fun no problem. to have no you problem. On, I had a blast. on the show and uh, thanks for listening listeners for uh your patience with us as we continue to do this show every week and uh we will be <laughs> we we will have like the last three episodes uh available soon for you guys to listen to if you're not obviously yes i have, I have some fresh right edits some fresh edits Nice <laughs> fresh oh yeah oh yeah the chef's kiss you can't Straight see me doing it but let me like you can hear me Mwah. that was the chef's kiss <laughs> beautiful <laughs> you can't hear me but moi <laughs> <laughs> or, or like see me i thought i thought i was saying but i i flipped the things that's okay though. They 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 knew. They knew. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. They figured it out. It's great. It's great.
<laughs> All right. Well, this has been Lolab episode nine. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Toodles. You've been listening to Lolab, your family-friendly Destiny roundtable. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. The Lore Network.